Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. where I act super tough while I say something so boring that everyone agrees with me. This is the part of the set that's going to get me laid tonight. We need to come together.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 216 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Unoya from Cincinnati, Ohio. The song was called My Roommate Got Psyoped, and it's off of their new record, which drops April 1st on Nefarious Industries, called Psyop of the Year. Uh, what do you call that? Mathcore? Blackened Grunge, I think is what they go by. Hey man, I never heard of Blackened Grunge before, but let's fucking do it. That's cool. Be whatever you want. Anyway, I like this album cover. It looks like a redacted document, like an entirely redacted document. And I, well, I think redacting is ridiculous in its own right. I, I love that this is overblown and done to a ridiculous manner. That's cool. I like it. It's different. Uh, anyway, check it out yourself. Go to nefariousindustries.com and pick up a copy of their new record. It's available on CD and cassette, I believe, because nothing's ever available on vinyl anymore unless you want to wait a year and a half for it. Speaking of long waits for cool records, Oslo Norway's Democles have been working on a record called Nights Come Alive for a couple years now. And each time they've put out a single, I've probably played it on the podcast because I really, really, really like everything I've heard from them so far. I talked to their singer, Goran, a lot over the last couple of years about doing an episode of the podcast once they were ready to release the album. And guess what? They're ready. It's time. So let's do it. Check it! Make family and a friend! Make friends and an enemy! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We'll be getting it in! Where you getting it out? You know, I've been thinking a lot lately, and um, I, I understand I'm going to be called a conspiracy theorist for this, but I'm not sure that gasoline is real. Are you with me? Do you, did you think about this before? When's the last time you ran out of gas in your car? Have you ever seen the gas go into your car? No. Do you know how much it costs to get gas? Do you know that it just changed and now it's more expensive? Do you know that it doesn't matter if you bought the same gas today as you buy tomorrow, the price can go up based on the ingredients they use to make it. They tell you, well, oil just went up. The cost went up. Hey, man, if I go buy a batch of bread today, one loaf, and the guy's like, yeah, it's $3. And I come back the next day and he's like, hey, man, that's the same loaf. That's three fifty. And I'm like, what gives? And he's like, well, the cost of yeast went up. And I'm like, but you already used this yeast. You already made this bread. You're not using future yeast on existing bread. But that's the way gas works for some reason. I don't think it's real. I've never run out of gas before. I put gas in my car when it tells me to. A little bit drips out of my car and I wipe it off with the squeegee. That's the only gas I see. I don't see the gas. I don't think it's real. Does my car, my car doesn't feel any heavier when I put several gallons of gasoline there. You ever carried several gallons of anything that's heavy as hell? Not gas though. Light as a feather. Car runs just the same. The little light comes on in my car and I fill it back up. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wait, and then they tell us we gotta do all these things because of gas. It's not real, man. I'm, I mean, maybe. I'm speculating. A little concerned. I just thought of it. It's like, it's, my car tells me I gotta get gas, so I'm gonna. I'm going to spend an exorbitant amount of money. And I just figured out that's the correct way to say exorbitant. Is it though? What is real? Is wind real? Who's making this wind? It's been really windy lately. Where's that coming from? 
you know, and then there's there's windmills. I think they're I think the wind is coming from windmills. And you're like, no, the winds propel the windmills. Like, well, why do other mills make things, but windmills take they they require the thing that they're called to move? It doesn't make sense to me. There's a couple big windmills up on the hills here in Lancaster. When you cross the river from York into Lancaster, look over the Susquehanna. There's one or two up there, just one or two. Seems big enough to supply all the wind from from one area. The trick is how they make it come from different directions. I'm not really sure. All right, but hey, man, if they can fake gas, they can fake wind. And don't even get me started on spring. They said it was spring. Spring started on like March 20th, apparently, and it's been nothing but fucking freezing ever since. Lots of wind, lots of cold. It snowed the other day. Stop lying to me about when spring starts. I know it's mid-April. But every year, you throw out a fake spring just to get us off your trail. And then there's a war, and then they're like, ha, fooled you. Spring's actually mid-April, near Easter. When's Easter? That's another big trick. Tell me when Easter is. Not the date. I know it's April 17th this year. Tell me why it's April 17th. It's hard to figure out. Somebody else tells us when it is. That's weird. Who is in charge? Who is in charge? Who's making the gas? Who's making the wind? Who plans Easter? And spring? Does it really have a beginning and end date? Anyway, all of that has nothing to do with this episode of Getting It Out Podcast. This episode of Getting It Out Podcast features a wonderful interview with Goran Karlsvik, of Democles. We're talking about their new album, Nights Come Alive, which hits the streets March 31st on Vinter Records, and it is the best post-punk release that I have ever heard in my life, and I'm not exaggerating at all. If you don't believe me, then listen to this song, Bodies Get Bored. It's the lead-off track off of Nights Come Alive, and I think you'll love it.
when did you get interested in music i don't know very early age i was like uh my dad was a sailor so we moved around a lot uh lived in different countries and it was always mtv i was like recording these mtv mixtapes yeah uh and a lot of the early music i was into was like uh synth pop stuff like depeche mode and the cure devo is my favorite band of all time yeah um and then gradually i inherited some iron maiden tapes from from my older brother so i had like a metal face uh you know during those like early pre pre pre-teen years and i guess when grunge happened uh i gradually got more into alternative rock or that kind of stuff and that led me more and more into punk and hardcore now i liked uh a lot of the lot more like bizarre hardcore stuff like the discord discord scene the washington dc yeah state and also like the whole san diego sound with all the 31g band the locust and so gravitated towards things like that and of course the classics like that kennism like flag i loved so I had like a face where I also was into like gothy stuff. I was like wearing all black and going to these goth clubs and <laughs> and uh, listening to Sisters of Mercy and uh, you know I've been I've had a few faces, but but uh, it's mainly some sort of punk. Yeah, well, it's uh, would you say this? Would you say that? I mean, I, I, that's the way I like to listen to music, and I'm glad, like you, that I had. A lot of different phases too because yeah. I, I still and i'm sure i think you might agree but i still mostly listen to all those things it's just now i'm not dedicated it's just one it's it's all yeah there's so much good music uh i, I was never like a genre uh cop in a way i i i could listen to fugazi one minute and then kate bush in the next minute was all good music to me you know yeah, yeah. So, just like pretty was very music nerdy. I was like a little bit of a record collector, and and every t- time I went out to travel, I would always like find these music shops, thrift store uh, stores, and stuff, and and always get like some records to yeah. take with me. So um, it's always been like a fun obsession because yeah. it's been an obsession for me. That's why I said that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm. It's like some of my favorite bands are pretty polar opposites. You know, like Anthrax is one of them, and then you have Devo. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a range there. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you said you moved. You moved around a lot. Which and you moved in. A, you lived in a couple countries. Which which countries did you live in? I lived uh, <clears throat> in uh, Seattle for a lot of the tenure as my my father was a captain uh, on a like a tanker kind of thing oh wow so uh yeah so, so seattle was a town we lived in for some stretches and then we we moved around some in asia we were in uh, seoul in south korea for a while and then there was some time in japan and we also had like uh couple of uh, tenures in spain so that was uh, so you really have been all over yeah and you and you of course all the ports you go into so i started i think i was about 13 when i started like living mainly in norway 
because that's kind of when my dad's <laughs> career took a turn. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's how that was. That's really cool. That's definitely it's not something a lot of people get to experience. My wife similarly moved around a lot, not not long term, but but I, I think that's like a, a a very cool thing that most people don't get to experience. And I know for people, for the kids, especially doing it, it doesn't seem like the greatest thing though. It's, it kind of sucks. Was did you have the same experience? Yeah, no, no. I like to travel a bit. My my problem was, you know. Well, not to like shit talk my parents, but they were alcoholics and sailors are around a bunch and, you know, a lot of stuff happened on that <laughs> boat. Uh, and uh, you're confined to these living quarters when you're in some port with the same people. It's uh, a lot of, lot of crazy kind of stuff. And uh, so, and, and but my main like problem was often... Uh, when I was having to adapt back to some time in Norway, because it would it would usually be the winters mm. uh, uh, for for Christmas and stuff, uh, and had to go like tenure at school there for for like the winter period, and then you have like all these Norwegian like activities like skiing or ice skating stuff that I sucked at because <laughs> I only rode a skateboard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a skateboard kid. I hated ice and snow. It was too cool for me. I remember uh, it was like one of those uh, ice skate days. Everybody at school had to go on this big lake to be there. It was fucking freezing. It was like minus 10 degrees. And uh, <laughs> I remember trying to find the, the thinnest points of ice. And then I step my foot through the ice to get wet and say, hey, I step my foot uh, through the ice. You have to drive me home. I'm freezing. So, <laughs> so then we, I would, would get a ride home and then I would just sit and play video games. So that's how I escaped those. Uh... <laughs> that's, that's really fine. And, you know, if somebody were to ask me, like, if I could come up with what I think would be like, a, uh, if I was jokingly coming up with this, this hypothetical situation that I thought school was in Norway, it would be that people go on <laughs> the school goes to the ice to skate, I, yeah. <laughs> but it's real. Just stay there for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've, I grew up here, right? I didn't, the Eastern, yeah. Eastern United States. And I didn't go anywhere until recently. I just went over to Italy with my wife just recently. That's the only time I've ever traveled in my life. So I've, I've got the sheltered worldview I don't know yeah. what it was like anywhere. So it's always really interesting to me to actually hear how it was. You know, if I think of what, what I think of Norway, I just think of cold and uh, that's it. Like, that's all I can think of. I'm sure I'm way off, but that's all I think of. Yeah, right now it's pretty fucking freezing still here. <laughs> I, I, it's like spring should have, it's, it's been like a constant, like slippery ice hell in Oslo uh, for like three months now. Like, uh, and it never stops. Uh, it's the longest like winter. <laughs> How long is the winter in Norway? Yeah, well, it should start to turn around middle of February, maybe. Hmm. And now, now we're here, and it's uh, you know it's it's not sn snow, but it's all the ice that's yeah, still on yeah. the streets. So you, you you have to watch where you look. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Jeez. So you said you, you, you kind of got your feet back under you 
about 13 when you came back to Norway. When did you start playing yeah. music? Uh, I started, I always had like synthesizers as a kid. Because mm-hmm. I was like, a, I was wearing like synth, synth poppy, new wavy kind of MTV dork for a while there. And I, yeah. I, I had all these toy keyboards that I would bring, bring with me. Uh, but I uh, started playing in bands when uh, I was 14, uh, when I st- kind of had moved permanently to to Norway and uh, kind of met. Uh, the, the commune had some sort of like uh, rehearsal, public rehearsal spaces mm-hmm. that you can sign up for lists and then you could get like regular rehearsal hours. Uh, and uh like when you're living in rural Norway and, and it's in the districts, you kind of look for the freaks and the geeks. You kind of have to yeah, scout out the weirdos that you want to hang out with. And my, my, my group of people was like a weird, very like diverse kind of group. There were skateboarders, there were music people, there were computer geeks, comic book nerds, horror buffs, you know, yeah. uh, all, all of those like, ragtag weirdos kind of gathered around in projects eventually and a lot of it turned into bands and and in this case it was that so i had like two pretty active bands going while i lived in that that area before i moved to oslo so that was always fun it was you know you could travel a little bit and you know not maybe maybe not see the world uh as in the sense, but uh, see see a rural Norway and play in like these weird small cities. <laughs> no, that's cool. So some, of, some of it was was super bizarre. You know, you had these shows where there would be kind of like jocks. What year is this? Uh, this was 93, 92, 93, 94, 96. I moved and went to film school for a year. And then mm-hmm. I moved to Oslo in. 97 so it was kind of like early mid early mid 90s for that era which i would say i don't know about over there but i would say particularly the 90s but almost but the early and mid 90s was really good for well weird and heavy music was oh, popular yeah. was popular yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was normal to listen to weird and heavy um that's what was on the fucking radio here at least i, I assume yeah, other yeah. places too um so that that must have been at least a little bit beneficial. And it was a great period for for new music. Uh, like Nirvana was a big gateway drug for me to yeah. get into other other pretty off kilter bands. And then I started collecting sub pop records. And then I discovered like amphetamine reptile records, right, right, Discord records, and SST. So I I was kind of for a while there buying records simply by their labels mm-hmm. Rough is, to me is what what you did that's what i did too by the by the record label and by the thanks list and that was yeah and and it was sight unseen or sight unheard i guess or whatever not whatever i just buy it not right. knowing what it would sound like and then either it sucked no. or it was awesome no usually they were spot on you know that, that, yeah. that was 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 a very diverse uh musical scene maybe not so in norway at the time but uh like culturally in the world you know uh a lot of you know jesus lizard released a split 
split with Nirvana. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty weird, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those two bands together, but like, very cool. Yeah, I know, and that's that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, you kind of got dragged into this. Uh, uh, I was very drawn to the like post hardcore and like weird and noise rock. Yeah. Uh, scene of that era, you know, um, especially the amphetamine reptile bands and uh, Discord stuff was mm-hmm. very much my my go-to uh, bag of uh, like deep dives in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, and that's that's a that those are. I feel like those the that type of music, noise rock, post hardcore, post punk, whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. is is like a you, you gotta you it's like a seasoned taste like i never i didn't like it as much when i was younger as i do now that i'm older yeah. like i have much more appreciation for it and it's not i think it's not an easy music to get an easy music style to get into though it did help when nirvana was just a couple steps away from that and uh, made it more accessible to people back then but i guess it's like the thing you get your you get your ears seasoned in a way and then you can sometimes pull the lines between genres, for example, noise rock and shoegaze, they can go hand in hand. Right, a lot right. of bands have combined that. And then you start getting into other types of bands. And so it's, it's, it was always like a very interesting era for, for new music, uh, that, that like uh, early to mid nineties, mm-hmm. uh, cultural explosion. <laughs> well, uh, forgive me for this one, but Norway in the early '90s isn't that uh, isn't that the black metal days? Yeah, and I fucking hated that stuff. <laughs> uh, no, it was so not for me. I, I I was a metal guy for for a while in my my uh, childhood, teen like early teens, childhood years. I I was way very into thrash metal. I loved Anthrax, yeah. Slayer, Metallica. I loved. And like Nuclear Assault and all, all of those right. types of bands too. And I gradually got into some death metal, like Obituary and Death and, you know, those classics. But then black metal started happening in Norway. And a lot of that scene uh, in the early days was very, yeah, like fascist leaning, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a guy stabbed a gay guy to... To his death in a in a park, right? You know all these hate crimes, all these Nazi shit, and that happened as I kind of got more and more into punk and hardcore culture, and and then you have this parallel. You know, I like metalheads, but I don't like Nazi metalheads, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't like so, Nazi anything. You know what I mean? Well, no, I fucking hate Nazis. So, so I I was very. Uh, trying to stay the fuck away from that scene because it was uh, for a while there there were, were a lot like edgelord behavior yeah so so it was very pubertal and and shitty and and but and and it yeah of course it got dark too but you know some of those guys were fucking assholes yeah and that's the that seems to be every everything you read everything you see is basically confirms that is that, yeah. <laughs> that they were, were douchebags and yeah. did a lot of terrible things um as i've as i've gotten older i've tried to um, like for being a music nerd I, I can't just like 
dismiss the music. Dis- right? Dismiss the music completely. I have to check out some things and see if I find find some elements I like and I, I appreciate the whole because they a lot of the black metal bands they go into like sh- like shoegazy, mm-hmm. uh, repulse rocky moods where you, it's like a lot of nature worship. I like being in the woods, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. the whole tranquility of nature and and this. This kind of stuff, I can understand those leanings, and sometimes I hear bands that have like an atmosphere that sounds appealing to me because it's very melancholic and you know mm-hmm. very droning, blah blah blah. But once they start doing all these black metal tricks, like double blast beats and uh, <laughs> like fucking buzzsaw, shitty guitar sound and no bass, it, it sounds like. It sounds like a bad rehearsal tape to me. That's funny. I can I can I can listen to a lot of it. Not well, actually, I can listen to some of it. I have a few of the records, uh, but uh, but not. I'm not a big black metal guy as as a whole. No. But I do no. like like what you're talking about the more the more atmospheric stuff like uh, Agalots or Alcest or like that that type of stuff yeah, that goes. That stuff's great. Um, but yeah, the straight up black metal you won't you won't hear much of that on my. Well, my stereo but there are bands there are certainly bands oh, but but i'm like well, that with anybody and i'm sure you are too with any genre well there are two bands that stand up in the black metal thing for me uh it's mayhem because they always had like their own sense of atmosphere and flair in a way and dark throne because they've been yep. kind of like so consistent so there's kind of they're kind of like the motor head of black metal right they're yeah just- uh, dark throne's great yeah yeah uh, and the, uh, there's a band called Thorns, which is not so uh, often named, maybe, but uh, it's, it's like very bizarre, technical, almost industrial black metal. Yeah, that's mainly my. Uh, that's mainly what I like in 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 black metal in general. Is I I can name the bands on one hand. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you can't do is I you can't name all the bands that you're in on one hand. I don't think because um, <laughs> yeah, you, you 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 put out you yourself are involved in so many projects that I have a hard time keeping up, and you try to keep me up, and I still have a hard time keeping up. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've got what, what you got? You got Democles, which of course we're going to get as far yep. into as we can here. Contrarian End Timers, yep. the sect. sect. Zap? What is- yeah, Zap is more like a comedy uh, concept for TV and web that yeah, we had. And, but and we I, were also re- releasing an album as Zap. Am Zap I missing album. anything? I have a band that's been on a back burner because we never finished the tapes in a way uh, called Post Love. Okay. Uh, that's, we're going to just finish those and release them as a band camp thing or something but that's stuff that was recorded in 2016 i think a small small oh, wow. like summer vacation uh project with some oslo underground friends and uh but we never finished it so i think i'm gonna get that done too uh it's 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 a shame to just have it on a hard drive <laughs> well i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll get it out there because um, like i said you, you do so much stuff what what let's of course talk about Democles. Yep. When did Democles start? Uh it began in uh like late 2019. I was contacted by by Christian Damocles, who uh 
uh, I didn't know at the time, and he invited me to come try a single person song, and he sent, he sent me the demos because he, he had heard my band, This Sect, which is the band I'm, I've had for, yeah, in, in the next year, we'll, we've been around for 20 years. So, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so that's like a, a post-punk band that's been very, it's, it's always been there. So a lot mm. of, a lot of like people in the music scene probably mainly knew me from that. So Christian uh, uh, invited me to try try out for some demos, and I said, "Fine, uh, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it a listen." And put put uh, demos on my phone, and just immediately got ideas. So I recorded the first vocal demos for the Mockless almost the same evening as I fic- uh, got, got the demos because uh, wow. there, w- there was something there uh, that was very appealing. What's, and, how, did, how did he sell it to you? What did, what did he say it sounded like and why did he think of you? I think he, he was looking for kind of like versatile uh, pop, mm. uh, vocalists that, you know, can, you know, sing, sing nicely and also shout, which I... Which is kind of like my thing. I'm equally as into the Cure as I'm into Fugazi, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think he was looking for that range, maybe. Uh, and the songs he he sent me demos of uh, were, ended up being finished in the exact same order as as the first demos we did because it just gelled so well uh, immediately. So I was. <laughs> Very uh, funny. I'm, I'm not used to the fast track of uh, songwriting, so so it was very refreshing for me to <laughs> to to get into that. <laughs> that's that's kind of nice. So the songs were basically done. They just needed vocals and lyrics. Yeah, there were uh, some of them were like early sketches, but and some were more like finished tracks. But the, the these were demos like with programmed drums and stuff. So mm-hmm. we we yeah. re-recorded everything. Uh, uh, of course, uh, like you, you make those demos to to make the finished product product in a way. So yeah. So did you know anybody else involved in this project when it when it began? No. Uh, the thing is that they're from a pretty big. Uh, the other guys in Democracy are from a pretty um, like renowned big uh, band in Norway called Dunderbeist, uh, which is. Um, been going on since I think 2007. And they're kind of big in uh, like the rural districts, uh, but they sing in Norwegian, so mm. so it's a completely different uh, thing that they're doing. It's kind of more metal, and yeah. uh, but but they're from a big band. I'm the I'm the like the DIY punk weirdo that got into <laughs> that got hooked up with his professionals <laughs> as as they are so <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm the i'm the weirdo in the band well as you know i've been a fan of everything you guys have put out so far thank you um, thank you I, I and like i get I, I always there's sometimes i'll start listening to one of the new tracks and i'll think all right they didn't they didn't get it on this one and then you mm-hmm. hit like this fucking insane big chorus out of nowhere I'm like god damn all right fine they, they did it again and uh that's something they well first of all like you mentioned the versatility of these songs is is it's all over the place in a good way um yeah. there's so many different types of music being played 
that sounds cohesive it sounds right and then and then you're able to put together these big choruses too which it's almost like pop music choruses but it's but yeah. i don't know it's, it's just so well done who's the main songwriter here is it or is this something or do you guys all get in a room and do this together or how does this get how do you flesh out these songs we we kind of mix it up a bit uh both uh christian uh the bass player and producer and ronnie uh, the guitar first guitar player uh, uh, they're good songwriters so they they tend to knock out ideas all the time Frederick uh, other guitarist he started contributing a lot of songs but mainly it's um, in the like songwriting like the demo like constructing the song that's usually me and Christian and Ronnie because we live in Oslo and mm. and we meet meet at the um, shared studio that we have. So that's that's and and we we work super well together and we have all the studio facilities that we need and we can record on the fly anytime. So and we're all kind of everybody in the band is kind of studio savvy. So mm-hmm. so people can record tracks on their own if 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 needed and send it off. You know. So so it's uh, very. Uh, extremely good workflow <laughs> and uh, very pro- very productive because there's there's something new every week now now we're actually working on on planning for album three you know jesus so. and you haven't even put out album one right i know <laughs> well talk to me about that because you've put you have put out songs over the last yeah. what's, last yeah. two years it seems yeah there's been a song every now and then. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And are all these songs, all the songs that you released before, are they all on uh, Nights Come Alive? Yeah. Uh, so those are seven singles only in total. Uh, and I'm, except for the cover cover singles we released but so it's gonna be those seven previous singles plus three songs that are new to the album and one of those tracks is the 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 title track nights come alive so it's gonna be a few surprises there uh and we're planning to start releasing album uh singles for album two like late august or something wow so So this (laughs) you guys do work quick this the the album is actually going to drop on March thirty first. Yeah, that's right. Ambiente Records, a local a new new label with uh, very cool people connected to the like the venue scenes and label scenes in Oslo. Very very good underground crowd. So. Does does it feel like you've been sitting on these 
songs for too long and you're ready to get them out there? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, we're, we're very forward thinking and all like songwriting stuff. We just like to write and write and we just like doing it all the time. So, so if, I love the album, but, but my mind's at like finishing some things for album two and, and <laughs> starting the research for album three. So, so yeah. But, it, but I love playing these songs uh, live, so, so it's going to be very fun to, to sh- share that. <laughs> yeah, have you guys played many shows? Because it seems like the band kind of formed, if you formed in late 2019, then yeah. you're During talking pandemic. Yeah, right when the pandemic hits. Yeah. Now, uh, the beauty of being in the pandem- pandemic situation as it was, uh, was that uh just to write three albums yeah the (laughs) other guys uh uh, joined in on my uh, i've been uh, renting a rehearsal space uh at a place called uh, mir which is kind of like a weirdo kind of like beatnik uh art cafe with studio complexes and i've uh, rented from them since 2003 oh wow like you keep stuff there or you just come in and rent for the day no, I, I I have my own room, my yeah, own yeah. like studio room with all my my gear, all my synthesizers, all my microphone, Damn, for every, 20 everything. Twenty years. Yeah, and uh, when Dunderbys, uh, uh, the other uh, the other guys by band, they they also needed uh, to find the new rooms. Now they also share the contract, and it also shares with Dissect and the Mockless and Contrarian and. Kite, Idleness, other band. Uh, so, so we have all these uh, studio facilities uh, that we can use any time of the day and it's all ours in a way. And uh, also the beauty of having a rural studio outside of Oslo, like the one we went to recently, the, the pig, pig pen. <laughs> so slept on the floor <laughs> in the pig pen. Uh, but but that, that's also like a full-scale studio rehearsal complex with with all, all the facilities you kind of need. So, a pigsty? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So re- getting recordings done and kind of like progressing with writing songs has never been a problem because we have these, we have these possibilities to do this. All you the got time. the resources and you had the time, it sounds like. And- yeah, yeah, of course. And that's it is what I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you've been doing stuff for so long, and these guys, the other guys in the band, are professional musicians or close yeah. to. It just sounds like there's there's uh, I don't know how, how to say it right, but you guys know in a, in a simple way, you guys know what you're doing and you know what you want to do. Oh yeah. yeah, and it doesn't seem like you give a shit what genre you're falling under. It just no. seems like this is all you guys know the music you want to make and you know how to make it. And so you're just executing that. No, we're, we have like zero. The only thing I don't want Damocles to be labeled as is metal because I, there's too much metal in Norway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't feel the metal thing. In, in well, I don't think I don't think they're going to get you with that label. Maybe, But, 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 but we're very like one song can be like a Krunini KV mm-hmm. kind of thing. And the next song could be like a post hardcore, like Fugazi quicksand thing. Yeah. And then we can go the full, the cure direction. And, it, and, and it's just like the versatility, 
versatile abilities of everybody in the band that we can flip the songs uh, like that uh, mm-hmm. in a hopefully organic manner. But but I, but I think it gels very good and it sounds sounds very. Uh, it's, it's it's difficult to pinpoint genre-wise, and that's the point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I like about it. The, but, yeah, the, the, there's, there's, there's. Again, you know, I've been all over you guys from the beginning. It's there's, there's so much about this I like, and none of it's, and like you said, the one song to the next can be very different, and uh, I don't know, it just, it all works so well together. And I've enjoyed listening. You said you sent me the whole record, and I've enjoyed listening because yeah. there's three new songs on there I hadn't heard before. And, oh yeah, I love those. It's again, you know, well, you love those. Which one do you love the most? Do you have a favorite song on this record? It's either Nights Come Alive, the title track, or the one called Breathtaker, which hasn't been out as a single yeah. yet. I like that one because it has like a, like a post, post-rock kind of meditative vibe to it yeah. that, I, that I think was very interesting to explore. Uh, but but I'm very happy with the entire album. It's uh, it's all, all uh, well, I'm very proud of the the whole thing because yeah, uh, and it was a very good good thing to focus on during the p- pandemic time with the lockdown and everything. To be so busy with these projects uh, has been very helpful. <laughs> did did the uh, did the pandemic influence any lyrical content at all for you? Well, not really, because I write things in a very like doom saying dystopic dystopic uh, matter anyway. Yeah. So that's kind of how, and we're living in dystopian times. So so it's more like kind of like personal lyrics, but I try, I try to try to write them in a cookie uh, accessible way but but a lot of it uh is is of course inspired by my 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 sometimes bleak mental states i I suffer from depression quite a lot so Mm -hmm. that affects my writing and and that's also how how i get that shit out of my system you know like yeah that was that was gonna be my next question do you find this you obviously probably find this all very cathartic then it's great that you have all these outlets especially and 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 the different types of outlets you have here, because it's like you mentioned, or what we mentioned, you have this sect and contrarian and timers yeah. and all sorts of um, yeah, I love artistic that. outlets. I love having the you know freedom to do all that, and mm-hmm. I'm very grateful to all the good friends and players I'm I'm, I'm with because because there's a bunch you know, so very good music scene in Oslo and Norway in general now. Uh, it was much more divided before. Yeah. Uh, now there's a lot more like cross pollination between circles and genres and venues. And uh, I think some of it has to do with the p- pandemic that people kind of just learned to deal with that we're in the same boat in a way. So yeah. You got to su- yeah. su- support each other. So. I'm glad it did that over there because it did the total opposite over here. Everybody hates each other more over here now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, well, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's a divided country. <laughs> yeah, sure. To say the least, yeah. <laughs> There's wild times we're, li- we're living in, like a war in Europe. and just, Yeah. 
went from a pandemic to a war and then in the meanwhile somebody stormed the white house and she's like what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it is now you know like you gotta just assume this is it this is yeah it's, it's been so weird for so long now that nothing seems weird I'll, I'll equate it to this when when i was a kid in i graduated high school like in the early 2000s so when i was a kid they uh in the United States, the school shootings thing started oh, yeah. Fuck, in, the, in the late 90s, right? And ever since then, it was like, I remember at the beginning, it was like, oh my God, there's a school shooting. Oh my God, there's a school shooting. And now they're so common here that like... Barely, it's, it's barely, barely a news notice. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh yeah, there was a school shooting, whatever. And 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 I feel, and, and but then also there was, for, for people my age, right after that was September 11th. And then, yeah. it, so it's just like this total, totally desensitized, like, oh yeah, there's just another big, another big thing going on. Who gives a uh, shit? Like, yeah. More, and that more. seems like what we're in again, where it's what's happening, like just the even worse cycle of that. Yeah. That's, that's the weird thing. When, uh, you're so desensitized to, to, to the worst shit happening all the time that it starts to almost not affect you. Right, and it takes something um, as extreme as a global pandemic and another p- potential gigantic war that it's, yeah that uh, seems it's, concerning. It's very concerning. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I uh, one of my like main main like nightmare total fucking fear when I was a kid was nuclear disaster. You know, yeah, I, I was uh, I was having bad dreams about atom bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that, and that, and now we have uh, storming Chernobyl. They're building building the Chernobyl building. It's like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and I guess you're not you're not you're not right next to it, but you're not far away either. Close enough. Yeah, not. I mean, I would consider that pretty close. Um, there's, there's still trace radiation from the Chernobyl accident in in the nature in Norway. From a disaster in 1986, so that's so it affected the entire Europe, uh, and something like that is it's just like so wild that that they're sending out these cluster missiles that are like aimless, yeah, aimless missiles, and they're just sending out like whole clusters of them, and one of those clusters hit hit the power plant. It's like such a such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have all, all all we can do is just laugh about it because what the fuck what else are you gonna do <laughs> man yeah. well at least you're gonna get this record out in time i think That's yeah, before, the, <laughs> before before the nuclear nuclear uh, holocaust whatever the hell is gonna happen <laughs> yeah so yeah now it's a good time with that very very <laughs> <laughs> But is it you? You put out a, a lot of you've put out a lot of music. Um, you've been involved in a lot of projects. What, what has been the most? Uh, let's say what has been the most rewarding part of doing what you do with music? Uh, like the, the thing with me and, and bands is that it, 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 it's it's my favorite thing. I like all all sorts of band stuff. I like. I like carrying gear. I like hooking up stuff to see how it works. I like I like uh, running social media. I like doing the videos. I like doing the yeah. artwork. I like everything about band. The camaraderie you have uh, together, you're kind of like a gang. Yeah, it's like a very 
it's also like every band is kind of like a support group we know each other very well and it's like a very uh, <laughs> uh, healthy outlet to have uh, mm-hmm. in general uh, and uh, but if I have to point out like actual things I'm like recording so I'm very proud of I'm very proud of uh, the Democles album that's coming out of course mm-hmm. uh, and I'm proud of uh, the the Bissect album I released last year Everything Went Over to a Black Hole because uh, that was a lot of work <laughs> Uh, and I also think it's very fun to have this Norwegian Swedish thing, uh, End Timers, which is which is uh, just like a fun project that that lives its own life in a way between me and the, the other guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Contrarian is is something I'm very invested in because that's what I do when I wait for the others or I have to. <laughs> have to do something on my own time and I have all these synthesizers I kind of amassed like a little collection of them I just love I just love playing around with analog weird kind of like shitty synthesizers uh, yeah. the whole wiring thing it's very meditative uh, I get relaxed by it uh, this is just like kind of like playing around with with Legos or something <laughs> uh, like like feels feels like toys. So that's so all in all, I just love, I just love making music. I just love producing stuff all the time, Uh, different constellations, different ways to work. It's all good. You know, every band has its own dynamic. And once you kind of settle into your, your, your roles and you kind of like find your place in the band, then usually things go pretty smooth. Yeah. Well, I could say you obviously have a lot of pride in, your music with the amount that you share it. And what the the one thing I've always been impressed with is that you you kind of give each track the full treatment where yeah. each each track, I don't know if all of them have had videos, but a lot of them have um yep. they, they have their own little you know cover. Uh it's which not a lot of people do, right? They don't they don't yeah. go that far into it, which is something that I've I appreciate that you do. When it comes when like you're doing those videos. Yep. Is that stuff you do on your own, or is somebody working with you to do that? Mainly, I've I've done some on my own because I I do that uh, as freelance work sometimes. Do music videos for bands and labels. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus that zap thing is also like a, sometimes we have TV spots. Uh, but but a lot of the video work I, I if I don't do it myself, I do it with my partner in crime, Kenneth. Uh, uh, which is in Zap. Zap is me and that guy, and we are two kind of like we we know each other since the like since, since our teens. He was also like a like a weird American kid put put in rural Norway. So uh, so we really really connected like as teenagers, uh, drove skateboards and like swapped comic books and like total geeks about like horror <laughs> stuff uh, so, so, we, so we've always been friends and zap is kind of like the like the shared comedy comedy project that we have uh so it is with him that i uh, usually work the uh, the videos with because we we sit there and then we edit stuff together and we film stuff together and we we're kind of like a creative team so did, did having all this stuff together and all these resources and the ability to produce these videos for tracks is that 
one of the things that got you involved with Vinter Records or did, was that something that was set up ahead of time? No, we always wanted to have a video for every single because that's like we wanted that as like an, an internal rule. And I love making music, music music videos and making them happen. You know, I love love doing that stuff. So yeah, I, I kind of took it on me to do that so that every single song would feel more like more like a thing, more like an event, mm-hmm. a celebration. You know, like I love music videos. Uh, being the MTV kid I am, so <laughs> so uh, but, hold on. Let me. We, we talk, you mentioned MTV a couple of times. We're talking about videos. What is like the what were like the best music videos you remember from your youth? A lot of the stuff from Devo. Yeah, uh, especially in like the early stuff, the, the, the like Whip It. Yeah, I think that one's in everybody's head. You can't that Whip It lives in everybody's head. That video. Yeah, yeah. I have two Devo tattoos. So I'm yeah. such a nerd. <laughs> I love Devo. <laughs> uh, so stuff like that, and uh, I liked a lot of like. Depeche Mode stuff, videos from The Cure, uh, and Aha was a big in Norway. Uh, that was they had cool videos. And Aha, uh, is that the one where they're walking through like the comic book? Yeah, sketches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, was, that was that hit me because I was a comic book kind of guy. Uh, but I remember watching shows like uh, 120 Minutes on MTV and yeah. Head and Headbangers Ball. So I would switch between those, and you like I had like these video mixtapes <laughs> with uh, you know like s- some of it was like some Slayer video, and then then you have Einstürzende Neubauten or some some weirdo German band from <laughs> so so that was very diverse, <laughs> but they had like good quality programming in those days, so it, it was exciting to to just sit there and watch and just follow follow the the video playlists in a way that doesn't even exist anymore <laughs> like, you know what i mean like that, that's not an option yeah, but that that to me it feels feels like um because he, you're not able to release physical media as much anymore yeah uh you know you can press cds but the vinyl crisis is, is in full effect in the entire world you know you have lines of it'll take you up to a year, maybe more, to press press a twelve inch. Yeah, and uh, when you're releasing singles, as we've done, I think it feels more. It gives the release more of a of a weight and significance if if you put some fucking art and and soul into to a music video. It certainly makes it feel better for us. We love doing that stuff, so. So we're gonna keep on doing that, but we we didn't bother to do it with the cover singles because that would be kind of a little bit too much work. But yeah, yeah. But for every single, we have like a video rule basically. Well, how how has the response been for everything you've done for Democracy so far? <clears throat> Pretty good. Got good good feedback on uh, our singles. Got a lot of press both in Norway and abroad. Got a lot of like video premieres, and that's you know that's a nice thing uh, because you know a lot of blogs like to do those sorts of things. And good press, you know. I don't remember the outlets. We had had a write up at Brooklyn Vegan, which gave us a lot of press. Yeah, 
So we're getting a, it's like a mix of like local Norwegian press and American press and some German press. So it seems like yeah, that's where it's <laughs> happening. Where it's yeah. Well, you, you mentioned the, uh, like the, the pressing plant delays and the physical media delays. When, when the album is officially out on the 31st, is there physical stuff coming? Yeah, we, we had printed a CD, but the vinyl is in like some sort of endless line. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but we didn't want to wait for maybe a year to release the album. So, so we're doing, doing a full CD version and it's a nice package. I designed it myself and it's basically looking like a miniature version of how the vinyl packaging will be. It will be a gatefold with a, 12 inch, uh, uh, no, 12 pages uh, insert uh, with artwork by a Swedish painter that I love called Christopher Robin Rodlin, who, who let us use his artwork for the entire thing. So it'll be a nice diggy pack, like cardboard yeah. edition that, you know, pretty, pretty nice looking. I, I, I remember I liked the label Constellation. Who had the Godspeed Black Emperor releases? They always had like nice, like cardboard sleeves. So yeah. I always like. I think that's very like a good look if you're if you're gonna do CDs. Better make it snazzy in a way. So yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, I I have a special drawer that I, <laughs> sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but I have like you know I have a shitload of CDs, but all the ones that are on like the, the digipacks I keep separately because I don't want to get them all fucked up. Um, and that's just because I'm weird and obsessed about yeah. my music collection, you know. Uh, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I don't do that with I don't do that with uh, with vinyl, right? Vinyl just goes on the shelf. I mean, if like so, there's there's a shelf here, and there's one, there's another one over there. Uh, I don't protect those. I just put them right on the shelf. But the CD digipacks, for some reason, they go in a special drawer. Um, now that you know, I remember like the switch between. When CDs started to become unhip and all the record stores that carried CDs went down, you know? Yeah. All these, like, there were some chain stores in Norway and it died one after one. And uh, I remember a lot of people, like, in the Oslo scene, suddenly they had to get rid of all their CDs because they had zero value to them anymore. And now it's all vinyl. So it's like they, they tossed out all their CDs. What a weird thing to do. You know? I can't do that. I can't do that. I have I have tons. They're just in my garage and bins. And I, but I've been listening to them one by one. Um, for I started in October 2020, I think, and I've been doing it since. I just listen to it one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been, I keep a spreadsheet that I the date I listen to it. It's pretty obsessive. Uh, but I'm getting there. I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm up to like 1600 that I've listened to, and uh, I got a lot to go, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I, 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 I kind of trimmed down my CD collection a lot because I used to work as a music journalist for a while, and then you would get all these promos. Yeah, promos. Oh, uh, I keep those uh, too. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, but you can't keep. I, I'm, I'm not gonna keep some German power metal from <laughs> 1988. You know, that's, that's not my bag. <laughs> but. <laughs> But enough about me. When, all right, so let's let's wrap this thing up. When you drop this, what, or what are you most looking forward to about the official release of Nights Come Alive? Well, getting it out there and uh, start playing more gigs. 
start getting into that again. Mm-hmm. Love playing shows. So, so we're doing the release show uh, April 1st uh, at a very cool venue uh, called Vatilan, which is kind of like, has gotten like, uh, they, have, they have a genius combination. They sell pizzas and they have a venue upstairs uh, with a lot of metal and punk things. Uh, and so it's going to be a cool release party thing there. And uh, just book shows and try to play a little bit outside of Norway. We're all, we, we, we kind of, all of us have kind of like seen, seen enough of Norway for a while. <laughs> Well, awesome, man. And I've I've enjoyed it so far, and I'm enjoying the new record as well, the full thing. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm excited for more people to hear it because, as you know, I've been trying to get as many people to hear it as I can in my power. I'm stoked for it, and uh, I'm glad we finally got to have this conversation. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, thanks for taking course. the time. Of course, anytime.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Goron. And the song you just heard was a title track off of Nights Come Alive called Nights Come Alive. Again, that record is available everywhere March 31st through Vinter Records. If you like what you heard, I highly encourage you to go check out the rest of the record. I'm sure you will enjoy it. I want to thank Goran for being patient with me as we finally got to sit down and do that episode. It was a long time coming, and it was well worth it, uh, just like Nights Come Alive. I guess that's going to be it for this episode, but of course i got to end it with a track. Before I do that, I want to tell you to go to Instagram and follow me at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. Keep up with what's going on. Eventually, gettingitout.net is there. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Two, over two years of me saying that now. Incredible. But I want to end this episode with a track from Lustmord. Well, kind of. It's a, it's a, it's a re, deconstructed, re, remix, reconstructed version of Ashen, which came off of Lustmord's 10th studio album, Other. Uh, there's a new box set coming out in Pelagic Records. And uh, this track's on it. <laughs> the box set is titled The Other. There are several LPs in it. I know this is, confu- this is confusing, but trust me, it's cool. It's a lot of people doing remixes, reconstructing, deconstructing Lustmord tracks. Uh, we're talking Olver. We're talking Mono, Enslaved, Steve Till, and this one. And uh, Spotlights. There's a lot of cool stuff on this, so please check it out. But I'll stop rambling and let you hear what I'm talking about. This is Ashen from Lustmord and Godflesh. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 